This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Why that one, you say? I don't know. I'm just finding some interesting things. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not. No, I know. No, we're going to talk about you liking Kanye West at another time. Because okay. my blood needs to stop boiling. I can't even think about that right now. <laughs> but I was saying, why newfound glory, my friends over you? Well... Tonight is emo night. Yes, it is. At the riot room, 9 o'clock. People were messaging me about this yesterday. It's not a band. It's a dance night Mm -hmm. where they play all the original emo songs and you just kind of hang out, dance if you want to, headbang if you want to, and listen to emo music and scream out the lyrics, basically. I was kind of looking at some of the music from that kind of era for that definer, that emo nights. A lot of those were my favorite songs back then, so maybe was I emo back then without knowing it? Were you emo? Well, mm. we could take a quiz and find out. <laughs> Uh-oh. Buzzfeed for the win. That scares That's right. Me. Were you emo, Kelly? I, I still am. I still got teenagers. <laughs> You're 25. <laughs> so how old were you in like 07, 06, 07? That, that was 6th and 7th grade year for me, so. Okay, so you were like. 11. You were young, but you still could have been part of the emo I'm like really mature for my age so <laughs> sure sure kelly sure um <laughs> yeah because I, I wonder about because for me this is like my nostalgic thing this will be like the records that i'm playing when i'm really old to my cats mm-hmm. not grandkids because it's me um, but like this was where, this was good music when I was a kid. That would be emo music for me. Um, and so I wonder, like somebody that's twenty five, who's on like the cusp of the generation. I wish like, everybody could see what she's doing with her hands right now. I'm. Uh, what am I doing? Wait, making a uh, heart and making it wave. Oh, yeah. Yin yang dance. You're, well, this is because I'm in love now. Hmm. What are you in love with? Why do you say what? <laughs> Why do you say what? <laughs> Who are you in love with? <laughs> well, her name is Apollo. Ooh, I like that name. And I was a little late for work today, later than I yeah, usually am, because uh, we couldn't get out of bed. Oh, just wow. couldn't stop that cuddling? Oh, it wasn't cuddling. We broke some laws Whoa. in some states <laughs> last night. Uh-oh. Yes, I am talking about the backpack that you got me yesterday. <laughs> you were getting quite some love on that. Well, it, you, are you kidding me? I can't even look at it. Oh, it's beautiful. I can't even look at it. Like, wow. This was... Beyond the greatest gift that I have ever been given. When I give gifts to people that I appreciate, I try to make sure that they'll remember it for the rest of their life. Yeah. I think I may have accomplished that here. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. The, be- the best part was I was texting with your wife yesterday because she asked about it. And I was mm-hmm. like, how the hell <laughs> am I going to even play in the same baseball field oh, with him? I'm excited for that. For your birthday. Mm-hmm. September 26th. September 26th. He got me a Louis Vuitton versus Supreme backpack that's in camo print. That is my favorite. Everything about that is my favorite. R-A-R-E. Mm-hmm. I can't even handle it. I know. Do you think that, do you think that I have to give him a favor? (laughs) 
<laughs> Honestly, it's one of those things that I think I would. Jordan Silver and Friends, 6 to 9 on 96.5 The Buzz. Hey, Chris, you know that favor that I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier? Yeah. Which would that be? I think I figured out that I would like to take out your trash for a month. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. All right. If it's on Friday mornings. Okay. I'll show up there first. <laughs> would you do it pre or post baby, though? <sighs> Ooh, you know what? Yeah. That's, a, that's a nice bag, man. I'll do it with the baby diapers and everything. Perfect. Let's oh. do it like... A- how about October through November? Oh, oh, yay, yay. Is that when it ices and snows and stuff? <laughs> yeah. All right, all the way down to Raytown, then over here, whatever. I'll do it for you. Oh, thank I'll you. I'll do it for you because I love you. That'll be even. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. <laughs> eight, eight weeks of trash service for that. Yes, that's the favor. Hmm. That's the favor. Um, people, so I put, I put this on Instagram because I had to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll get those things and oh, you're yeah. like... You were some pretty good photos there. Thank you. Yeah. I brought it outside for a photo shoot <laughs> because it's so much prettier in the... It's the prettiest when it's in the sunlight. It's a very nice camo. It it's is. not like a little cheaply done or like the color is not cheaply it, done. It, it the, thread costs, the thread costs more than I make in a week here. <laughs> it's beautiful. So... And I love the big, thick zippers. It's like, I'm strong. Me too. Yeah, no wimpy zippers. They're there. not. Those are no. not going to break ever, no. ever. But people are starting to ask some questions around here, Chris. I know. It's like, where, where are you coming from? Yeah. What do you do? Why? Why? You know, uh, how much? How much am I paying you that you <laughs> ah. can gift Louis Vuitton Supreme bags for people's birthdays? See, I know a lot about you and. We're going to know even more when your mother comes in. Oh, boy. So excited to meet your mom. At I can't even explain it. Going to have so many questions for her. It should be <laughs> engaging and revealing. You are one of the most mysterious people that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a connection for everything, but I, it's always on the sly. I know a lot of people in different places all over the world. I know because we've been friends for Oh God! <laughs> like like four months now. Yeah. That even though we're like besties now. Yeah. Um, I know who you got it from mm-hmm. because you know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But you know th- that's your personal connection, so I'm yeah. not gonna like expose it. But how do we even? People want to know. <laughs> people want to know how you have access to such a limited edition. When I was young, I was told by people that were successful that the most important, the the most important thing you can do is network. Mm-hmm. And so I've been networking since like age seven. Damn. And so just Same. by <laughs> by by accumulating these relationships and developing them and nurturing them, it leads you to places that you normally can't get to, like a Louis Vuitton Supreme bag. Yeah. Yeah. Apollo. If, I, if you hear it, <laughs> like that. Stream Jordan Silver and Friends 6 to 9 on the Radio.com app. For me, this band was the band that told my whole life story while I was growing up. And I used to get so mad because every couple of years I would write enough material to want to put an album together. Right? Because before this I was a musician. And then... Tegan and Sarah would come out with an album that had like said everything that I was going to say. Hmm. There comes a point in life where you decide that you're going to write a memoir, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't wait to write mine. Y'all aren't there yet. 
I'm in my late 30s. I kind of started it. It was a podcast, and then I moved here. But Tegan and Sarah, who really have been through a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. decided to write their memoir and tell their story, which they hadn't done before. And when they were doing that, they were back at their parents' house and found old tapes of their music from when they were 15, 16, 17. So that's what their new album is going to be, is, is going to be all of these songs just remade, very little changed. So it's interesting because it's like a prequel. So what year would they have been, 15, 16? They're a couple years older than me, so mid-90s. So it's going to have a late 90s emo vibe possibly, or no, no not at all? it's going to have an extra early Tegan and Sarah vibe. So if you're into the band, this is just really, really awesome. If you're not, this is going to sound pretty lo-fi, but still really good. It's just, it's it's awesome. This is brand new Tegan and Sarah. It's called I'll Be Back Someday. That is brand new Tegan and Sarah. The song called I'll Be Back Someday from their new album, Hey, I'm Just Like You, out September 27th. As a fan of Tegan and Sarah, it's really interesting to hear that because, like you said, this came out in the mid-90s. What kind of feel was it going to have? Mm-hmm. You said maybe a 90s feel. I was like, no, it hasn't, quote, early Tegan and Sarah feel. Like a very, very early version of what they do. You can hear, if you're like a musical nerd, you can hear what they later become, you know? Mm. And so I wanted to also pair that with a song that came out in 2004 from their album So Jealous called Speak Slow. Like, if you heard that last one, then you hear this one that came out that or that was written about six, seven, eight years later, kind of sounds like you can still hear the vibe. I just, I just want to double double dip with Tegan Sarah because, you know, they're oh, twins. Gotta double dip. Jordan Silver and Friends from 6 to 9 on the bus. Chris, mm-hmm. I challenged you because I was kind of drunk. Yeah. I challenged you to do a Billie Eilish song because you're a musician. Yeah. You play around with the with the keyboards and I the do. pianos. You make All some the time. music. Daily. It's nice to have that on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, have somebody that can do that, that can make parodies, that can um, do whatever. But Billie Eilish's music is so its own thing. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. How do you recreate Billie Eilish? That's what I was trying to come up with. Like, how how can I create a banger in the next week that even remotely equals Billie Eilish? Because people think that simple songs, simple pop songs are really easy to write because they sound dumb, but there's so many things going on mathematically in Mm -hmm. there. There's syllable count for crying out loud. Yeah. And... The simplicity, even though there is like silence in Billie Eilish's music, it's there for a purpose and it's important to be there. And when you can make the beat with silence, I think that's genius. Is that what you're working on? Because you're working on. I am. I've I've I have created a beat. I've got the chords. I've got the chorus slash melody. Now I just need to create some lyrics and get the mathematics correct on it. But it's who is singing. I haven't decided that yet. Oh, please be you. I, I don't have the greatest of vocals. Okay, your wife has a really nice voice. She does, actually. Oh, my God. Can we, she? Oh, she, yeah, she oh, can be the vocal. Or we got to get some good lyrics, so I'm not a good lyric lyricist. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I feel like you're going to be good at this. So do you think that you'll have this ready next week for us? I'm working my hardest to have it done next, by next week. Jordan Silver and Friends News on 96.5 The Buzz. Kick it off, Chris. Paris is hot. They are having some record breaky temperatures, and we can no longer 
frolic in the fountains. But this latest hot spell isn't all frolicking in the fountains. <laughs> Officials at Notre Dame Cathedral, which almost burnt down in April, feared the high temperature could cause the ceiling to collapse. Today's record-breaking heat wave in Paris delayed trains, left passengers stranded, and even affected the power grid. I think the most fascinating part is about the old churches that the stones could become unstable with the heat and everything in Paris could collapse. They've been here for so long. But they've never had these sorts of temperatures. So we'll, it's going to be an interesting summer. Paris might be gone by the winter. What are we doing in the world? I've got a story. There is a petition to change Halloween from October 31st to the last Saturday of the month. What do you guys think about that? So like Thanksgiving. Yeah. A floating holiday. Yeah. But why? So it's easier for the kids, and so the kids don't have to miss school. That's I'm game. The, that's the point of Halloween. You get a day, a breakaway, you know. Wait, aren't you a pagan? What? In music news, there's more drama here than an episode of The Real Housewives. Woodstock 50 almost looked like it wasn't going to happen. Artists were backing out. Permits were being canceled. They were missing payments. But as of today, it's going to go on planned, August 16th through the 18th. But not in the original place that Woodstock took place in New York. It's going to be in Maryland. But at this point, some big questions remain. Like who could play the show? How many people could show up? Or when it could even take place? Either way, Marylanders are excited by the possibilities. Yeah, I bet they are. <laughs> no one goes to Maryland for anything. <laughs> What's your last story? The creepiest video you will see ever. This is going to blow up. I, I don't even know what to say beyond the fact that go search this video and be creeped out. What's happening in it? A chicken is coming back to life and crawling off the plate in a Chinese restaurant. At first, I thought it was like a mechanical joke. Right. But they say that if it's so fresh that the nerve endings are still moving and firing off that it just, it, 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 it walked off the plate. It literally walked oh. off the plate. It's so fresh it walked off the plate. I can't. It looks like it has an arm. I can't even. Th- this, I'm done. So I'm done. I guess we're Cancel not. Cancel the internet. We're not going to Hooters after this? No. <laughs> Jordan Silver and Friends on the bus. We've got Austin and Ryan coming in from Emo Night that they're putting on tonight at the Riot Room at 9 o'clock. I have one of those every night. Do you? At my house. It's not, you, you don't have to cry. Oh. This is a celebration of emo music, not crying in the shower, drinking a beer. Different kind of night then. Yeah, it's very different. Also, Kelly, you're the only person I know on earth that still dabs. And by that, I mean the head thing with the, she did, like this the girl, this girl will just all of a sudden out of nowhere, you'll look over at her, she'll, <laughs> she'll give you Awkward eye contact, and then she'll go dab. Oh, I thought they meant she'll shatter it, or I don't have very good version. social skills, so I really? just because everybody loves you and everybody knows you. I'm serious. I get messages on Instagram like, "Oh, you know Kelly? You know Kelly?" I... Nobody slides into my DMs. Well, <laughs> yeah, on Instagram, when I became your friend, and every other friend I had is like mutual friend Kelly's. Like, what the hell? Yeah. That's, I've been in weird. Kansas City for a long time. Yeah, but so have a lot of people. And <laughs> for some strange reason, probably because you're hilarious and I love you and you're a lovable out person. Here. Get out of here. Okay. Why are you dabbing again? Stop <laughs> dabbing, please. Nobody's dabbed since like the 90s. That, that <laughs> definitely isn't true. I'm sorry. I just got a text message from the emo guys that they're here. So we're going to be able to get into the emo night thing very, 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 Ooh, very soon. Sweet. They're going to bring the top five emo night songs mm. as well for emo night tonight at the Riot Room at nine o'clock. But first, I wanted to talk to you, Kelly, about um, 
you and I go to therapy. Yes, we do. What not you, together. No. <laughs> we got couple therapy. What if we did? It'd be weird. You could join me. Um, you, what did you make your therapist do? <laughs> I made her spit out her water this week. She just, I, I said something about someone, someone else actually. So thankfully it wasn't about me. I'm doing pretty well. Um, but that's the kind of people I hang out with. Wow. Can tell a story about them. And the, I listen, I've been going to therapy for a long time. <laughs> and uh, I've been a long time. And I've never made, I've made my therapist fall asleep. No. I have. I have. She was real old. She was real old. And I was like, she's in my head. I'm talking about like, you know, my childhood and stuff, the stuff that really hurts. And she just like slowly nodding off. Then I remember when she woke up, it was like, <clears throat> and I was like, well, this is really awkward. I once made one sigh at the end of, <laughs> at the end of therapy. Oh, She yeah. was just like, I was like, all right. But it's relief. So Maya, I love my therapist. She's helped me through so much here in Kansas City. And uh, I don't think I'd be here, here, here on the radio if it wasn't for her. Um, but she is gone for three weeks now. Oh, God. <laughs> on vacation. What are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know. You depend on these people. Actually, she gave me she gave me a psychiatric hospital <laughs> number in case like. <laughs> It gets to that point, which is great. That's what she's doing. She's like right. setting, you know, a place for me to have to go. But it's like, all right, I don't know if it's going to get that bad. But I've noticed that when my therapist leaves for an extended period of time, it's always when the worst stuff happens in my life. Uh-oh. Every time. The last time my therapist went on vacation was when I got arrested. Are so, you serious? Kid you not. And I came back and I would, she came back. I was like, Megan, I was arrested. <laughs> what did she say? She said, you're joking. She didn't spit out her water then. No, she. but she laughed. She really did think I was joking. Wow. It would be something I would do. <laughs> so between now, the 26th of July, and my next appointment with her, which is the 21st of August. What if Paris collapses during that time? In that time frame? I mean, that doesn't it affect could. me. As long as nothing happens to my Louis Vuitton Supreme Apollo bag, I'll be good. Jordan Silver and Friends. Yellow Card, Ocean's Avenue, which would be number five on the list of top five Emo Night songs that you guys, Austin and Ryan from Emo Night, reps for the Midwest, or Midwest reps for Emo Night. This is what you guys brought in. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. How are you guys? Doing good. A little tired. It's a little early. But you know, it's okay. You guys came from Omaha. We did. We did. Did you drive this morning or last night? We made the drive last night. We drove in, stayed at a nice little hotel in the plaza. It's nice and bougie. Nice. I like like that area down there. It's nice. It's so funny because the difference between like the bougie hotel and then the places that any emo night I've been to is always some kind of badass dive bar. Yeah. So this is just like showing yeah, the two different ways. Of course, of course. Yeah. Well, I, we, we've always come to Kansas City as kids too, so it's nice to be down here and like hanging out and doing our thing. You know? Yeah. And this is this has uh, been going on for a while. How long has emo night been going on here in Kansas City? In Kansas City, I think in Lawrence and Kansas City, I think we've been here for about a year and a half now. Uh, in Kansas City, I think we've only been here about three times. So probably the beginning of this year is when we started, I think. Wow. If I cr- All yeah. the parties run together sometimes, so it's hard. I'm sure it's hard to, I'm it's sure hard to remember. Do. I'm sure they do, Austin. I had tickets to your last one, and then my uncle died. Well, that is too bad. Well, we'll have to party for your uncle tonight. We'll have to right? raise, raise a glass and 
and get him a get him a nice song. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what's the most emo thing that could happen? My favorite uncle passes God, away during geez, emo. Right? Real. Definitely won the game. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys get involved with emo night? So, um, I guess it's not really that complicated of a story. You know, uh, emo night LA came played or came in through a party in our town. I think like two and a half years ago. I we brought him into town and. You know, when they left, I was like, hey, we'd really like to make this happen again. They're like, hey, why don't you run the party? And we were like, right. We were like, yeah, sure. That sounds awesome. And we did. And we've been kind of running with it ever since. We've picked up a bunch of different cities besides Omaha, like Kansas City and Des Moines and St. Louis and Milwaukee. And we've made friends in all of those places. And it's been, yeah, it's been a really fun year. Right. Ryan, what what got you into emo music? Uh for, my name's actually Tommy. <laughs> Tommy? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why does it say Ryan? Uh, what got me into emo? Damn it, it was like oh, people man. not knowing my name Sorry. in middle school and stuff like that. Damn just just the normal middle school Damn it. No, Can't you good. be Ryan? You're good. I c- might look I'm like start, Ryan. I'm going to start calling him Ryan from now on. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> this is the second time I've screwed up somebody's no, name. No, it's okay. Okay, rewind. Totally Tommy. Yeah. How'd you get into emo music? Uh, like like I said, just, you know, like everybody, you know, goes through that little phase where they're just insecure in life and, and that music strikes a chord. And and so all of probably middle school, like my sister, I would steal her CDs and she would have like Three Days Grace and The Used and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, I just clung to that music for years um and through that i met people like austin and other friends and Jeez, here getting, we are real deep here. 10 years later still yeah, listening man. to sad music and having a blast with it right. so do you feel like it it kind of went away and then this is now like a revival of it i mean uh, personally no I, I never felt like it went away because yeah. you know i think we kind of I've always listened to the same type of music, you know, I mean, some of it might have been pushed to the back of my catalog, but it's still there. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think there's 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 been kind of like an, a cool revival in a way, because I think like Spotify reminds us of a lot of stuff we may have forgotten about in the past. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, music consumption's gotten a lot different over the years, too. So we don't consume music the same way we did when we were kids. Absolutely. So we're not pulling out CDs that we have, you know, right in front of us. We're looking at what's new on Spotify. So. Um, but I think in a, in the same way, it's kind of cool because I think Spotify is bringing back a lot of like these cool playlists to remind you of, you know, some yeah. of those things. And I think sometimes like it, it puts me, trip. yeah, it like puts me on like a, a line, you know, it's like, oh, I hear this song. I'm going to go check out this artist and then I'll remember this and this and this. And it's just kind of snowballs. Totally. So, I went back on the Fueled by Ramen, um, uh, label and I was like, oh my God, yeah. little baby paramours. Yeah, so Such little much, babies. Uh, so you guys brought in the top five emo night songs. How did you come up with this list? <sighs> well, um, okay. A couple of those songs are emo night staples, you know. I mean, like the one that you just played, uh, "Yellow Card uh, Ocean Avenue." It's one of one of my personal favorite songs. I remember when I was like in like ninth grade, listening to like a couple of these songs, going like, "Man, I love I love that. How can I how can I be like these people?" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, some of the some of the songs that we picked are songs that we play all the time. I guess all five of the, the songs that we picked are the stuff that we play all the time. So. Uh, it was kind of just uh, going down the list and seeing uh, what what we could pull out of our back pocket this morning. All right. We'll talk a little bit more about what it's like to actually be at Emo Night. And it is not, there will be a performance tonight, but it's not a cover band. I don't know why people seem to think that. Yeah, no, it's just a party. We're not DJs either. You know, we're just, we're just party. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're not. It's like I, a- I, I, I just press play on a, on a, on a DJ yeah. board. You know, it's, it's nothing groundbreaking. We just like to, you know, cultivate a good time and have a, have a nice community together to, for a, for a cool little party. So you'll definitely be playing this one. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Number four on the list of top five emo night songs. Here's panic at the disco. Ooh. I write sins, not tragedies.
We've got Austin and Tommy here from Emo Night. They're the Midwest reps for the Emo Night party that's going to be tonight at the Riot Room. Doors open at 9 o'clock. And they brought in the top five Emo Night songs. Number five, we had Yellow Card. And then number four, Panic at the Disco, I Write Sins. Like you said, an amazing album. Number three, The Killers with Mr. Brightside. You were, I feel the same way about this song. It's not exactly emo, but it's yeah. a banger. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, like, here's the thing about emo night, right? It's a party, right? Mm-hmm. So if there's a song that we want to put in the queue that is that we know people go wild for, of course, we'll play it. Yeah. Mr. Brightside totally fits that. So. It feels like the Bohemian Rhapsody of our time. Dude, that is a really good way to put that. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. Really? Yeah, totally. I, so because Emo Night plays it so much, I did a DJing event for my very first time a couple months ago, and I put Mr. Brightside in there, and that the crowd just yeah. Blew. Well, I mean, it's like everybody knows that song. You know, like uh, there's a couple like fringe songs that could be can, like considered emo that were on the radio like when we were kids. Mm-hmm. That's totally one of them. Oh yeah, like, yeah, it was hu- It was a huge song. Everybody Always knows. is. Everybody knows. Our grandparents know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have to ask my grandpa if he knows that song. Yeah. I'm sure. He's like, I know that one. I'm Mr. Brightside. <laughs> so, again, there's a misconception. And I don't really know where it comes from. Maybe the fact that it it is it looks like it's branded to be a concert. Yeah. But it's a party. Yeah. Um, could you describe just for the first time for somebody that's driving in the car right now that, you know, really loves emo music, emo pop punk and everything that you play. Could you describe what it's like just being at emo night? Yeah, so I think it's it's really just a big sing along party. You know what I mean? It's uh it's a it's a place to kind of get away and just uh, celebrate your favorite music. You know, we're we don't have egos, we don't have uh you know we don't have a huge agenda to push on anyone. We're just we're here to have party. You know, um and that's that's really what we do. You know, we come in, we uh, let people come up on stage, hang out with us. Yep. You know, everybody's got their drinks in hands, and uh, we just kind of guide the playlist through the night. And there's a drink of choice. PBR, yes. always. PBR. Yes. Sad every, boy's every, drink. Yeah, sad boy drink, you know. Sad boy drink. <laughs> All right, so for more information, where should someone go for yeah. tickets and everything? Yeah, so tonight we are at the Riot Room in, I think it's in Westport, correct? Yeah. To me, it's the Riot Room, yes? Yeah, yes, Riot, yes, Riot yes, Room yes, in yeah. Westport. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're, the doors open at 9 o'clock, and it's 10 bucks at the door, and uh, the party will usually kick off probably about like 9.30, mm-hmm. and we'll be going until, I think, bar call is at 3 here, which is a pretty ungodly hour, so <laughs> we'll be going until like 2.30, and we've got uh, William Beckett from the Academy is making a, a guest appearance tonight. He'll be doing some acoustic songs and spinning a few after he's done. That's amazing. Yeah, he's he's really good, too. He's that- like low-key amazing. Like, totally. Super, super good. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I remember that band so. Oh, I'm so excited. What time is that? Uh, ish. He, I think we usually don't like to tell. Oh, okay. But if I could let people ish, in on a ish. little secret, probably like 11:30 or 12. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Go on pretty late. So yeah. Everybody's nice and nice and toasty by that by that time, and we're ready to give him a good warm welcoming and kind of chill out for a minute and bring the party down. Then bring it back up after he's done. Obviously, yes. you know? yeah. Listen, there is no reason to be there any later than nine o'clock. Yeah, right. That's I, mean, I mean, yeah. If you want to experience the full thing, nine o'clock. It's it's time. Come check out our merch. Grab a drink. Right. Meet some new friends. You yep. know? I mean, that's that's the way we do it. Plus, it takes a minute or two when you're drinking PBR. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah, it to I hit mean, you. Uh, I, might, I might stick with something else tonight. No, I'm, I'm kind of sick of PBR right now. <laughs> oh, no. Whiskey? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh yes. All yeah, right. Totally. I'll buy you a drink. I'll bring it I'll on. I'll buy you a all drink. Right. Um, Tommy, off air, we were talking a little bit about this next band that have somewhat kind of been in the news because one of the Jonas Brothers said that they were rehearsing <laughs> yeah. next to them. 
Do you have any theories? I mean, you guys are the official emo night <clears throat> guys in our region. Um, I, you know, obviously the the inner emo child in me wants them to come back. I remember seeing, I've seen My Chemical Romance a handful of times in different stages of their career. Actually, very early on, like in a bowling alley, like what the Ranch Bowl in Omaha. They played with <sighs> Rest in Peace Ranch Bowl. I think like North Star or something like that, but. Insane show, you know, and like just the energy there. So you just want this band to come back. So you're like, oh, this would be the ultimate. Like everybody's doing their comeback tour, and My Chemical Romance is just holding out. But Ugh. you know, they're all doing their own thing. Gerard Way has this new project, which is sick. Umbrella Academy. Frank Cairo has like a new band. I think that just released some music. He's the one that was just you know stirring the pot with the Joe Bros. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, we're not. No, we're not. Like he's denying it. So that's either like him just being like, we're not doing that. Like we all got our own thing, or he's lying. Right. It's everybody's hope, but Emo Night personally actually has worked with Gerard the past year. We uh we actually did a little um out in LA, they did a like uh, unleashing party for the Umbrella Academy yeah. um at, at Emo Night. So, you know, we're they're pretty active within, you know, the emo community still, so, you know, so, I, yeah. I guess Take what you get. Yeah, yeah, take what you can get and cross your fingers. You know? We're yeah. just going to pray. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I hope everyone out there is praying for it because we, yeah. we need Mike Hem back. We're going to dance and sing to this one right now and then again at Emo Night tonight, which starts at 9 o'clock at the Riot Room. Here's the number two Emo Night song, My Chemical Romance. Jordan, Silver, and Friends. That is the number two on the list of five Emo Night songs brought in by Austin and Tommy from Emo Night our Midwest reps for the coolest party, Woo. the best time, yeah, yeah. the most fun event. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Wait, oh my God, I forgot that that happens a lot. Oh, no, I don't, I don't use that. You uh, don't use no, that all no. they do in L.A. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if, if somebody like asks for it, I'll like use the air horn <laughs> if button. If it's super lit. If it's maybe. super crazy, I'll pull it out like sometimes, but... I, I think it's kind of I think it's kind of annoying. If TJ TJ, if you're listening out there in LA, stop using the air horn. <laughs> oh, button. he's the oh, one that uses it. God. That's he'll go up yeah. there right in the middle of I don't know uh, my Chemical Romance reunited and goes bam 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 bam. This is lit. Bam bam bam. So I'd, oh I'd like God. to talk a little bit about the uh, the demographic, the people that come to this, because you know when you say all inclusive, it is all inclusive. But I think that sometimes that almost with, with an event like this. Yeah. It seems like it would be slightly exclusive. So, yeah, what kind of groups of people, what kind of people do you see? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think growing up as kids, I always thought of myself as like a loser and an outcast. So it's just a bunch of loser, and, <laughs> loser kids and outcast kids. So you know, everybody. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, it's... <laughs> and it, babes. Yeah, and, and, I've and, been and doing babes. Loser babes. We get everybody from, you know, like what, what I just described to myself as, like as a loser, like outcast kid who listened to like, you know, dark, scary music, you know. Um, you know, I mean, but it's really a party for everyone. You know, we get people who don't listen to emo music. They come out and have a great time and are literally like they walk in with their hands in their pocket. Like, man, this is kind of weird. And by the end of the night, they're like trashed, like yeah. singing along in the mic, like having the best time of their life. So, you know, it's it's a really um, it's a really broad spectrum of people that come out to the show. But it's always um, it's it always ends up being like a huge community vibe. Absolutely. Know? It becomes a family. And yeah. it does not matter what you look like. It does not matter yeah. your skin color. Yeah. It does not matter if you don't know the lyrics to yeah. every single song. Like, it is so inclusive. I literally have goosebumps just thinking yeah. about it because it's such a positive <laughs> yeah. Yeah. environment. I mean, this music's not for me. It's not for Tommy. It's not for anyone. It's for all of us, you know. So mm -hmm. it's that's what we like to kind of pride ourselves on is like, you know, if there's anything that we can hang our head on about throwing like an emo party at the end of the day is like we've always allowed everyone to come, come in and like have 
have fun with this. That's it, yeah. Know, so. I always leave with like 10 or 11 or 50 new Instagram followers and phone yeah. numbers. <laughs> I do, just because you bounce around, you see someone singing something that yeah. you know that was like in your heart, and then all of a sudden you became best friends. Yeah. And then you meet their friends. The day after emo night is always like my favorite thing, like especially like if we have like a long drive back to like Omaha or something, like I just like sit there and like go through like my Facebook or like my Instagram and like read all these messages like, hey, last night was like the best time I've had in like three years. Thank you so much. I can't wait till you guys come back. So those messages are always like really fun to read. And it's not like we like go to like this city, like throw on a bunch of songs, drink a bunch of beer and go home. It's like it actually means something, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you for putting this on. Thank you yeah, for coming all absolutely. the way down here can't to talk to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for having thank us. Yeah. It's going to be so cool. It's at the Riot Room doors at nine. Party starts at 930. There's going to be a performance. Yeah, yeah. From William from the Academy is... And it's just going to be a great time. Yeah, it's going to be great. Tickets, uh, you can get, you just pay at the door at this yeah, point? 10 yeah. bucks at the door. Yep, 10 bucks absolutely. at the door. Austin and Tommy, can you come back like every time you guys do an emo night? Dude, uh, yeah, yeah we would love, love, to. love to do that. Yeah. Just as long as, uh, you know, we can get down here with enough time and have enough coffee to fuel us. I, I, think, we're, I, think, we're, I think we're in. Next time I will have a barista in here just oh helping God. you guys out. <laughs> this is the number one emo night song. I think anybody who knows anything about the music would totally guess that this would be it. Fall out, boy. Sugar, we're going down. Jordan Silver and Friends News on 96.5 The Buzz. This is amazing local news. Yesterday, Perez Hilton, the blogger, tweeted, This band rocks. A badass babe is the lead singer. Their aesthetic is lo-fi, rock meets Europe, and they're from Kansas City. And he is talking about... The greeting committee. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, Addie tweeted yesterday, is he talking about me? I'm like, you totally made it. <laughs> Patients are about to be enrolled in the first study to test gene editing. Tell me more. So people that are blind, that can't see certain colors, they'll be able to get their genes edited somehow, which I don't quite fully understand. They'll fix it and they'll have normal eyes. While they're alive, they can do all this? I didn't know you could gene edit after you were born. Oh my God, if they can gene edit... I am getting a makeover. All right, so remember in April when Samsung kind of became the laughing stock of the world because they were about to release that folding phone? That joke of a phone? Yes, which then people that got it early, when they closed it, they broke it. Yeah. Well, they took it off the market, redesigned the screen, and now they'll really be releasing it in September, but no exact date right now. We'll see how this goes. Are you going to get it? No. Are you going to come to the Apple side? I'm really wanting an iPhone. Come to the Apple side. I want to. This one confuses me. <laughs> okay. A New Mexico woman is facing charges after police say she ordered food from, food from a Sonic and told a server, this one's on God, before fleeing off. If I had a dollar for every time I've driven off and been like, this one's on God. <laughs> If I was the server, I'd just be like, go. Yeah, right? I wouldn't even report it. I would be like, you guys, I've got a hilarious story for you. Jordan Silver and Friends. Christopher. Yes. The person who birthed you Mm -hmm. is sitting right here. Right next to me. Hello, Mama Cindy. Oh, Mama Cindy, this is Mama Cindy's first time on the radio. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm fantastic. I am so glad that you are here because Chris is such an interesting character. And you assume I got that or he got that from me. I I think so. (laughs) Either that or I just want to know a little bit more about him that only like a mom could tell us. I'll bring it. I'll I'll tell you everything. Really? Absolutely. Do you have any crazy stories and stuff? 
In the promo, I told them how you didn't like me as a baby. I loved you, but he he just bawled all the time. He I, cried a lot? He cried from the minute Randy would get home from work <laughs> until about 1030 at night. And I'm like, it's easier, buddy. Like, mm-mm. Life isn't that hard. You're a baby. Right? Like, all you got to do is eat and poop. Like, That's it. And sleep. You know, that's, that's, you're crying. that's so funny because um, nothing seems to make him cry anymore. I think that's it, though. I, I got all my crying out before I was six months old. Right, but here's the thing. We didn't know that as the Buzz family. Mm-hmm. You just come in here kind of as a stone-cold guy <laughs> with, when it comes to emotions, except for when you go to an Adam Sandler concert. Don't know where that came from, but... <laughs> and then we find out from your mom that you were just like a crying baby. Mm-hmm. Six months solid, I believe it was. Yes, it was. That yeah. is... Oh. It was nonstop, and it—I mean, I love the kid, but I was like, "Dude, we—we gotta—something's we, gotta change here. Something's gotta change." Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to get into the whole mind and hear stories. I want to know what you think about the stuff that he says about you on the radio. I want to know what he was like as a child. We're just gonna get into the into all of this coming up. Jordan Silver on ninety-six-five. The Buzz. Chris, your mom is here, right next to me. Mama Cindy, hello. Hello, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm. Great. Is this your first time on the radio? It is. Is it weird? It's completely weird. But you have a great view, so I'll just look at the trucks and the cars going by. Okay. Distractions are good. Come on, listen. You, <laughs> I, I heard you off air. You are hilarious. This is, it's, it's weird when people get in front of the mics. When people that have never done it before, they right. Because all of a sudden you're like, mm, freeze up. Right. But you don't have to. You just be you. Okay, just be, be you, Mama. Just yeah, be you. And right. please, God, tell us a little bit more about Chris. See, he, you are the, um, what, the child that. Chris is going to be bringing into the world, mm-hmm. or his wife is going to be bringing into the world, is going to be your third grandchild. Yes. How do you feel about Chris having a baby? It really is, it's kind of surreal because Christopher's just always been Christopher for 32 years. <laughs> and now it's like, he has to keep another human being alive. Right, so how do you feel about that? As his mother, how do you think he's going to do? Well... <laughs> I, I, he'll do great. He'll be a great dad. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if some of the little details might get overlooked. <laughs> such, you know, as, you know, such as? I mean, like, his um, housekeeping skills sometimes can be, like, turned to mold. You I know? know. Yeah. He brought cheese. And so I'm hoping bottles don't turn moldy and then he feeds them to the baby. Oh, dear Lord. I don't do that. <laughs> this is your just mom. I'm sorry. I mean. I mean, I'm just saying. Mom has the last word on this show. One day, my mother may come here, and she will have the last word for me. But this is this. We're getting to know you through your mother. All right. All right. <laughs> wow. 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 That was. Now, now I made up. Please don't take back my present. Right. Please don't take back my present just because I brought your mom because I wanted to talk to her. Um. So, Mama Cindy. Yes. Chris has been on the show for three, four months now, and uh, we've talked about a lot of stuff. Yes, you have. How do you feel about him talking about family on the radio? Well, here's the deal. With me, you don't have to know me very long, a few minutes, and you probably know way more about me than you ever really cared to know about. So I just don't really care. Like, we're just an open book. We always have been. And if you want to know something, just ask us, and we'll tell you way more than you wanted to know. Will you be my mommy? (laughs) My mommy yelled at me. She said, stop talking about me on the radio. She literally did. Oh, oh. Don't talk about me on the radio. I'm like, Ma, you're the funniest part of me. <laughs> right? You're why I am how I am. Yeah, no, we're an open book, and we, we openly claim to be a hot mess. 
So it all works. See, see, see. I, I'm from the kind of family where we're obviously a hot mess, but you have to keep it proper on the outside. Oh yeah, no, I know all about that because um, we lived quite a few years where everything had to look good, smell good, act good, put all the bad. Like nobody can know about the bad. But mm-hmm. okay, that's just exhausting to live that way. So we don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that my mother did that really screwed me up. Oh boy is when I was 10, which I thought was way too early to do this, she gave away my Barbies. <gasps> and uh, I, it's funny now because she wasn't that cool with me being gay for a long time. <laughs> so I would always turn that angle on her and be like, you know, the reason that I am gay is because you gave away my Barbies at 10. And it's all on the Barbies. <laughs> but uh, you mentioned something about getting rid of Chris's car brochures and the room got cold. Your brother's in the room too. What is the story behind the car brochures? So I used to go and collect car brochures since about 2000, 2001 or so. And I had every single car brochure from every single make and model that was out there that was in America. Oh my I God. had hundreds, hundreds of brochures. And then years later, I was at the Kansas City Auto Show and a guy was selling his brochures between like 5 and $30 a piece. What? Yeah. Mama. So, that's yeah. the one thing that I'm like... So did you move away and left that at mom's house? Well, she would just randomly throw them in the trash <laughs> if I didn't put them away properly. Well... But wait a minute. Wait a minute. This was at your apartment, so it was me overstepping boundaries, but oh, I was there... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> The levels. <laughs> There's <laughs> throwing yeah. stuff away at his apartment? Well, I, I was there to help him clean, mm, and he okay. was maybe gone to... The, yeah, this, this was my car brochure uh, bin in my closet, and she's like, "You don't need that bin anymore." Well, it was overtaking your room. Your room looked like a brochure. That's because I didn't have any place to put it, and I, I was just waiting for my next place so I could nicely put the stuff that I no longer have that I acquired for years and well, spent I... days and miles collecting all those brochures that you can't even get anymore because they're all online. I did neatly stack them in the dumpster. <laughs> You could have retrieved them. I did a few of them. I went in the dumpster. You dumpster and my dove to I get did. you some of your brochures back. My well, favorite I, ones. Listen again, room. I don't know why, but it gets cold when you guys talk about this. <laughs> is this something that you're still mad about? I, I've they're for, pieces of paper. This I know, is your mommy. I know. I know. I've, I've forgiven her, but it's just that one thing. When I think back on, it's like if I could change anything from the past twenty years of my mother doing, it was be not throwing That's away the it? brochures. That's right? it. So weird. Well, then that means that she was a perfect mom. She was. I mean, really. And you could buy them on eBay. Yeah. (laughs) You know how much that's going to (laughs) cost? Oh, yeah. You know people in high places. Look at what you got (laughs) me for my birthday. That's true. Uh, Okay, so what I, I... one of the things that the, the very first connection that we had after he chased me into the woman's bathroom <laughs> the first time we met, which was fine. I came out again and he was standing there still. And I was like, this conversation He's persistent. wasn't over. <laughs> but he loves thrifting. He loves going to estate sales. He loves, you know, finding old stuff and, you know, telling us all about it, maybe like reselling it on the Internet. And I hear that he gets that from you. Actually, I think I got the thrifting bug from him. He would take me to estate sales when we would come down here. And because he's always thought that everything on the market now is new and it's just not like what they used Agreed. to make. Do, yeah. you, do you feel that way? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. So um, it just kind of started with my husband got me t- tired of me bringing cutesy things home for the house and then a few months later donating them back. So we turned this into this eBay 
reselling thing, and it's kind of blown up on me. It has. A hundred percent positive feedback. We got your yes. text last week about that idiot that I got those stupid glasses from. He don't know what he's up against Mm-mm. when he starts. No, Mm-mm. I've got friends in, in Brooklyn. Mama don't that are- play. Mama, Mama yeah. don't play. Mama don't play with Mama her eBay play. rating. <laughs> Mama don't play with her eBay nope. rating. Now I feel like I'm going to say this incorrectly, so I need your brother Sam to say it. Oh. What is the term that you say that uh, that that she is when it comes to thrift shopping? Thrift dicted. Thrift I think I, that's the name of the episode today. <laughs> I think that's the name of the episode today. I'm definitely thrift dicted. What? Uh, so are you down here right now from Sioux Falls to? see them before the baby to do some thrifting really no, thrifting. it wasn't to see them it was to thrift i had really? to get a new market you know but i mean the bonus was they were here sure i got to see them. <laughs> but let's be real it's all about the thrifting oh my god have you, <laughs> have you found anything nice you know i haven't found although i did find some uh red wing pottery yesterday that some old lady must have like left us and her family dumped off a whole set of it and i jewed the lady at the goodwill store down you, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mama don't play. Mama don't play when it comes to her eBay. Oh, my gosh. What, what's the first section that you go to when you go to a thrift store? Vintage. Okay. Hands down. Yep. I go to the hard goods and try to find all the mid-century looking items. Do you ever go into Goodwill and you're just like, you go to that section and you're like, this is overpriced. Every day. Okay, yeah. Every day. And I, it's part of me is like, dude, you got this stuff for free. You don't need to have a 4,000% markup on it. Like, right. Leave me some room. Right. And this is definitely <laughs> something that... This, that's where Criff Kriff, Kriff gets his... Actually, do you want to know what Christopher was called when he was a child? Please, anything. Yes, please. Crickupper. And so then they, it was shortened to Crick. And my mom and dad still call him Crick. Because Josh couldn't... His older brother Josh couldn't say Christopher, so he said Crickupper. Crickupper. And so now... And he's been crick, crick a forever. in the old gum tree. <laughs> Very, nope. Ring of the bushes. He. Yeah. <laughs> All I, right. So we've got a nickname already. Yes, we've got the yes. childhood nickname. We've got the fact that he used to cry as oh, a baby. Do you have uh, like an embarrassing story? Like just one that, because for me and my parents, it's this one about a toilet seat. So I was young and we had to get a new toilet seat because our toilet seat broke. And uh, I cried because I didn't want to leave. I didn't. You were attached to a toilet seat? Yeah, you sound like my mother. (laughs) I don't know. There was something about like having something and then not having it anymore, like be in our lives, even though it was just a toilet seat. So I remember when my parents brought me to the store to get a new toilet seat, they they were all hanging up on the wall so you could look at them. And my dad would pick me up and flip me so that I could put my butt in every seat. (laughs) That's my parents' favorite story to tell about me, even though I'm telling you, that's why I was messed up. <laughs> like, if I'm crying about a toilet seat at five, what happened to me? But it, that's me. That, that's, yeah. Do you happen to have any stories? I don't think there's much embarrassing. There's a time oh, come on, really? I almost uh, had the accident on the moped and you told me I was going to die. Or the time that I went up the stairs at Grandpa and Grandma's and I oh, you nose busted dope. my nose. Yeah. That's why my nose is so big. We, I thought it was because you lie. <laughs> no, no, I'm factual and truthful. Every everything I say is factual and truthful. Oh my All god! All my statistics and percentages. That is you. Yeah, you've never been a liar. That 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 I will give you. And the stuff that he remembered, he can remember things. Like I'll say, hey, do you remember when we went, you know, here, and he'll say, yeah, it was September sixteenth, nineteen eighty nine. I'm like, 
Okay, I didn't need to be that specific, but how do you remember that? Is he the only one in the family that's like that? Yes. Or, oh, okay. Because yeah, I can't remember where I was five minutes ago. So, okay. Yeah, he, he's our historian. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And my brothers, they always claim that I'm lying when I am putting out this facts. And Listen. Like, oh, I'm like, it's truthful, I promise you. Sam, I'm Sam, I'm looking at you. Sam. <laughs> Sam, he has mentioned things on the radio that people have fact-checked, and he has been incorrect. Ooh. But he says it with such passion that you think that it's right. Yeah. Well, that was the provinces and parishes in Louisiana. That's been the only thing in my life that I've been wrong on. In his life. In your life? <laughs> yeah. That's confident. Remember that we have the podcast. So we can always go back. You're like, 65% of women say dot, dot, dot. I'm like, did you just make that up? And you're like, yes, I did. Observational percentages are factual. <sighs> oh. I just want to know like more stuff about how was he as a child? Was he... Um, Oh boy. Was well, he dark? Let <laughs> this look like. Because he started working at a funeral home. Please talk to me, Mama. What it is like when your son comes home and goes, Hey, I have a new job at a funeral home. What was all that for you? And it was so crazy. I don't even kind of. I think they had taken a class trip to the funeral home. <laughs> <laughs> Not the. <laughs> Not the best time to take a sip of water. I apologize, Kelly, who's on the floor. I apologize. I just spread you. They took a class trip to a funeral. Hold on. I need this story after this song. Jordan Silver and Friends on 96.5. The Buzz. Some places that I took a class trip when I was a kid. Uh, We went to the Boston Science Museum. That's a pretty good place to take a class trip. Right. Yeah. You know, just you can learn about science. Right. We went to the zoo. So I could see a buffalo poop. A buffalo poop. So much poop, you guys. It's disgusting. I I don't really like the zoo because of what happened then. Um, It's it's a okay. You took a class trip, Christopher Mm -hmm. Crickiper, to a funeral home. It's kind of science. I mean, it's a science class. Yes, Mom, yes. I didn't roll my eyes. I apologize. I apologize. I need to know. Because Chris then, at what age were you working there? This would have been 17. 17 years old. A 17-year-old virgin Chris. is His job is to embalm bodies. Mom, how did he... Just please tell me what you thought about all of this. Well, actually, it wasn't surprising because my dad wanted to be a funeral director. Did he actually do it? He didn't. His uncle did, so he helped his uncle. And so when Chris said that, it didn't shock me at all because when they... What grade was it when you guys dissected the frogs and you were quite detailed about that? Oh, God. So it it, was... Freshman year, I believe. Yeah. You you don't know the exact date? September 18th? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He really should. I'll need to calculate it, but it takes a second for me to get to it. Got it. But yet, knowing his personality, because he might try to act like he's, you know, the staunch cricketer, but he's a very compassionate person. And oh, so totally. I knew it was a, it would be a great fit. And he just ran with it. It was, that's, that's just it. When Christopher decides he's going to do something, he is all in. Right. There, it's not like, uh, I mean, he's all in. Right. And so he, he's like, this is what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. And I still remember one of his first weeks on his job down here, he sent me a text. He's like, I cannot believe I get paid to do what I do. I love it. And I'm like, well, that's a good thing. That, I mean, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> and I do remember the first time that we met his now wife's family. Mm-hmm. We had a Thanksgiving together at the funeral home. And they're... <laughs> I forgot what to tell you about that. In their story. kitchen. They have like this little kitchen family area. And we all met her family for the first time in the kitchen. And then we got the tour, of course. And Chris is not everybody wanted the tour, but right. I wanted the tour. Of course you did, Mom. So he shows me I the, need to see where my son is working. Right. He shows me the little chapel and he shows me, you know. And then he's like, okay, let's go downstairs where we, you know, do the work. And so we're rounding the corner, and he's like, okay, I'm just going to warn you, there's a body here. Oh, like, God! I'm, like, I'm, I'm even done with this story. It happened 20 years ago. Or 10. Keep going, please. And so I, for me, too, I had to, like, step back and, like, okay, like, get ready for this. Mm-hmm. And he just, anyway, he walked me around, and yep, there, there was Uncle Joe or whoever. And we went into the embalming room, like, is there somebody in here? And he's like, yep. And I'm like, okay. And he pointed out to me how well her fingernails and toenails were painted. She was probably in her 90s, beautiful, but dead on Mom, the table. Mama Cindy, <laughs> have you ever in, in, in your whole life, just for even for like a millisecond, thought that one day he might snap and become a serial killer? Because he has all the characteristics he, except for he has a soul. See, right? Right? I think that's what keeps him from doing that. Right. But I did tell him that when I die, he can't embalm me. You, you can't look at your mama's hoo-hoo. Like, no. So, so. <laughs> Mom, that's Mama Cindy. I think we have some bills to pay. We will be back with Chris's mom. That is, that is a life lesson right there. J-S-A-F. Jordan Silver is fuckboy. It stands for Jordan Silver and Friends. We have just a couple minutes before the 90s at 9 takeover. And uh, we're here with Mama Cindy, Chris's mom, mm-hmm. learning so much about him. Yeah, we are. It's going to be on the podcast so you can learn about who he was as a child and her thoughts on him deciding to work in a funeral home and <laughs> their thrifting experience. Just, I, I always love to meet parents because you get this other level. It just, it makes sense. When people meet my parents, they meet my mom, they're like, oh, that's your neurotic side. And then my dad, he's just a fool. Like, he's so funny. They're, and like, has a huge heart. And they're like, this makes sense. Yeah. I, and I'm sure when people meet us and put the pieces together, and then if you, if Randy's dad, or if Chris's dad, Randy, was here, you'd be like, okay, he's the calm force in this family. He's like the normal, like, keeps it together. And then there's his mom, and she's a hot mess, just like Chris. You are not a hot mess <laughs> at all. From what I know, neither of you are hot messes. Okay, all right. Well, this is, this is an observing someone that spends time with Chris every day, but he's not in the family. I know every family's got, you know, yeah. those stories and that aunt. Right, you know, right. Everybody's yes. got that. Yes. Um, so I have uh, one more question for you. Because, and, and anytime you're in town, if you want to come on the show and talk about oh. Chris, would you would you want to? Yes. Okay, good. Good, good, yes. good, 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 good. And we have your brother here, too. One day we're going to talk to him, too, about this. Because, again, I just love kind of like learning and hearing from the person that knows the people on the show the best. Mm-hmm. She can tell us if you're lying about something. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She can tell us why you are this way or why you feel this way about a certain thing. And so, um, Ma- Mama Cindy, my last question for you. Do you remember giving Chris the sex talk? Oh, boy. Let me think. What, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're having a baby, so I think it's appropriate. He's figured it out, obviously. But um, 
I don't. Did we really have the talk? I don't think so. What? Did I did I make your dad do that? Wait, and then he didn't do it. You didn't, Sam. We never. Talked. I don't think we did. I mean, I, I pretty much was researching that myself. He's searching that. Well, it's just, just as far oh, as anything. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> researching that. Not that specifically, just in general, you, medically about knowledge. our bodies. See, oh, that, there we go. No, That's, honestly, from what I know about Chris, I believe that. Like, possibly his brothers were maybe looking at dirty videos on the internet, and Chris has, like, the encyclopedia open to sex. Absolutely, because Christopher read encyclopedias as a hobby. See? I, I didn't. That's not a lie. That is not a lie. Because you would be like, hey, you want to go get a new book? And he's like, no, nah, I'll just read these encyclopedias. And save money, right? Always, right? Absolutely. Can we take that money for the gas and put it in an account? or something wow yeah well okay so you never had that talk but um everything oh. seemed to go fine mm-hmm. yeah i had i don't know if this is a indicator but i've got no other babies but this one that's coming <laughs> if that's a measure i guess that's a it's a good one he just saved himself for marriage i think that's right. what we're we're gonna go with i yeah we'll go with that right yep, that works yes yep a mom's heart just wants to believe her kids are yep yeah mm-hmm. my mom mm-hmm. gave me a book and told me that it was due at the library like that monday <laughs> <laughs> read this i don't want to have this talk with you she is gonna fly down here and kill me but i don't know why that is but that talk is kind of like one you just really like i think i said to randy you need to do that and then he's he didn't do that oh so, Okay, uh, yeah. Is it a dad's job to do that? Or, well, with boys, probably. I, yeah, it's just like I like. I know, right? I don't have all the proper parts that he could describe the right. You know, thing, yeah, so yeah, but me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Cindy, love you so much. Come back anytime. Absolutely, it was an awesome experience. Thanks for letting us hang out with you today, Jordan Silver and friends. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 